Welcome to Dreamtime Story Club, Episode 2. My name is Tracy Reynolds, and I am the host and creator of the Dreamtime Story Club. Thank you for joining me today. Dreamtime Story Club is both a podcast where you can tune in to listen to original and modernized fairy tales, fables, and short stories, and it's an online community where you can share your own ideas, stories, artwork, songs, and poems in a supportive members-only environment. I hope our stories will inspire you to create and dream and discover a wonderful world of storytelling because I truly believe that you bring the magic to the Dreamtime Story Club. In this episode, you will meet Kindness Mouse, a brave and compassionate warrior who lives in the village of Mice Meadow. Kindness is faced with a personal obstacle that threatens to take away all she has ever wanted. Can this courageous mouse learn to overcome her self-doubt? Get comfy and get ready to sit back and listen to Kindness Mouse and the Terrible Tale, an original short story written and narrated by me, Tracy Reynolds. Kindness Mouse heard the whoosh of Tempest's fury as she yanked desperately on her tail. The carnival was about to open for the day, which meant the fried dough vendor would soon be arriving to his food truck. If he caught sight of the little mouse struggling to remove herself from his mouse trap, her life would be over. Why did I come here by myself? Just for a bit of funnel cake, and now I'm done for. The rapid clicking of the coaster, making its upward climb, timed and beat with Kindness's heart. She tried pulling up on the trap, but it was no use. It was clamped down tight. Just then, the sound of the opening bell rang out, alerting the carnival workers to get to their stations. Kindness knew her time was running out. She never should have gone to the carnival alone. The town carnival invaded Mice Meadow for three weeks every summer, and this year it also happened to fall on her mother's birthday. Kindness thought it would be a wonderful treat for her mother to wake up on her birthday to the delicious breakfast of a fluffy, sweet scrap of funnel cake. Kindness had seen the scrap under the corner of the freezer earlier that day when her troop had been foraging through the food truck, and she thought it would only take a minute to go back and grab it. Unfortunately, The vendor had thought to place the scrap in a mouse trap before leaving for the night, and that was something Kindness had not been counting on. Suddenly, Kindness heard the clink of the vendor's key opening the food truck door. As the door swung open, the little mouse bit down as hard as she could on her tail. It was a pain like nothing she could have imagined, but just like that, she was free. Without hesitation, she scurried past the vendor's feet and leapt through the open door. Hey, what? cried the vendor as Kindness tumbled onto the dusty ground, bounced to her feet, and ran toward the safety of Mice Meadow. Auntie Mabel, the village apothecary, was on her front porch making a medicine of herbs and flowers when she saw Kindness Mouse come stumbling into the village. Dropping her bowl, she ran to the injured mouse. Oh my goodness, what happened, Kindness? Looking up to see Auntie Mabel running toward her, Kindness fainted. 
A few hours later, Kindness awoke in her bed, her mother looking down over her. Kindness, you're awake. Thank goodness. For a brief moment, the familiar warmth of her bed caused Kindness to forget what had happened. But seeing her mother's concerned face reminded her. My tail, she cried. Oh, mother, it was awful. Kindness relayed the details of what had happened at the carnival while hot tears streamed down her face. I only wanted to surprise you, but I never should have gone alone. You were being true to your name, Kindness. There's no fault in that. You are here and alive, and that is a miracle I am truly thankful for. Now get some rest. You need it to regain your strength. Kindness slept for two days while her mother tended to her tail with herbs and ointments given to her by Auntie Mabel. A state of worry fell over the village as everyone awaited Kindness's recovery. Though Kindness Mouse was a member of the warrior troop, the bravest and fiercest hunters in Mice Meadow, she was also a caring mouse who would go out of her way to help her fellow villagers. There wasn't a mouse in the village, young or old, who Kindness hadn't helped in some way. They were all worried about her. The members of the warrior troop were also worried about Kindness. Well, most of them anyway. The warrior troop was tasked with providing food for the villagers and protecting Mice Meadow from the dangers that existed outside their village. Each of the seven warriors in the troop had been selected by the Council of Elders for their bravery, athleticism, and intelligence. But of course, where you find exceptional abilities, you may also find exceptional egos. One warrior in particular, Noggin Mouse, was especially full of himself. He thought kindness was weak for helping mice who were below a warrior's stature. On more than one occasion, he'd seen her carrying a basket of food for a mother hurrying home to feed her many children. And once, he saw her helping the well diggers dig a deeper hole for the village's fresh water supply. She was covered in dank, smelly mud, and Noggin was disgusted at the sight of her. He thought kindness brought shame to the position of a warrior. He'd be happy to see the council remove her from the troop. You know, when kindness recovers, she's still going to have half a tail. I'm certain the council will vote to replace her. What good is a warrior with half a tail? Kindness is the best warrior among us, said Ginger Mouse. And I'm sure the council isn't just going to kick her out of the troop for what happened to her. At least, not until they see how she performs. Yeah, and how good is that going to be? Our tails give us speed and balance, and in a fight, they're a weapon. With half a tail, kindness will be useless. She'll be reassigned to the food sorters, if she's lucky. As far back as she could remember, Kindness wanted to be a warrior. She used to watch from her bedroom window every morning as the warrior troop would march out of the village, bathed in the light of the rising sun. At the end of each day, she'd wait at the edge of the village for them to return with all the food they'd foraged in the human town. She'd walk along behind them and listen to their stories as they recounted the events of the day. She learned it was exhausting and dangerous work. Almost every human kitchen was guarded by a cat or two, and the warriors often found themselves running or fighting for their lives. Throughout generations, 
Many warriors had lost their battles with the humans and their animals. Those warriors were remembered with glory and honor, but that wasn't what inspired kindness to want to be a warrior. She saw that every evening when the warriors returned, they were greeted by the smiles and appreciation of every mouse in the village. Seeing happiness and relief on her friends' and family's faces was something kindness wanted to see every day of her life. So as soon as she was old enough, she trained and trained, creating her own obstacles out in the fields beyond Mice Meadow. She practiced running across sticks so thin, just a breath of wind would send her flying through the air. She practiced jumping from the highest tree branches, just so she could learn how to tumble down into the grass and roll safely to her feet. She'd run as far and as fast as she could through the high grass of Mice Meadow in order to build up her speed and endurance. Occasionally, she'd quietly sneak into a gopher's hole just to see if she could get in and out without being seen. By the time she was eligible to participate in the Junior Warrior Games, she beat every other mouse's scores. When it came time for the new warriors to take the place of the retiring warriors, kindness was at the top of the council's list. On the morning she was to return to her troop, kindness took a look at her tiny mangled tail and felt discouraged. She knew how important her tail was to her duties. She knew she needed balance to scurry across narrow branches and leap across blades of grass. A strong tail was necessary to fend off pursuers with menacing swishes. But nothing about this frayed-up bit of tail was menacing. She was worried that her days of being a warrior might be over. Going back to the food truck alone had been a mistake. And now, kindness doubted she'd ever be the warrior she had been. Still, she just had to try. All of the warriors were gathered near the well, gearing up for the day's outing when kindness arrived. Ginger Mouse gave kindness a reassuring smile, and a few of the other warriors patted her on the back as she joined her troop. But Noggin Mouse and his good buddy Randall walked around to the back of kindness and began to laugh. <laughs> Look at this tail, Randall. Have you ever seen such a useless-looking tail? Tail? <laughs> what tail? Might as well chop it all off, Kindness. Then we won't all have to look at the ugly thing. Normally, Kindness would have given it right back to Noggin and Randall, but she was feeling too discouraged to tease them back. And honestly, she didn't think they were wrong. Just ignore them, Kindness said their captain, Edzer. Then, addressing the troop, he said, All right now, there is a ton of food to be forged at that carnival, so let's get to work. The day proved to be quite challenging for kindness. She struggled to keep the pace with her troop as they ran through the meadow toward the carnival. When they all reached the midway where the food trucks were lined side by side, the warriors dodged in and around the feet of the carnival goers and leapt up onto the metal struts of the corn dog truck. Every mouse made the leap with no issue, except for kindness. Ginger saw her struggling and attempted to help her, but through gritted teeth, kindness mumbled, No, Ginger, I have to do it. And with great effort, she hurled herself up. Then the warriors were assigned into two smaller groups. The first group, made up of Randall, Sally, and Hector, were given the task of scavenging through the garbage cans around the corn dog truck for thrown away corn dog and french fry bits. The other group, made up of Kindness, Ginger, Edzer, and Noggin, 
was assigned to the smoothie truck, where there would be plenty of discarded strawberries, bananas, and blueberries to gather. The smoothie truck was just next door, but the mice had to make their way there across the electrical cable that stretched across the undersides of the two trucks. It was the only way to avoid being seen by the customers standing in line. Edzer went first across the wiggly cable and made it to the other side with lightning speed. Ginger followed on quick and dainty feet with a grace that barely caused the cable to move at all. Then Noggin made his way across the cable in a very ungraceful, jumping manner. When it was her turn, Kindness looked down at the narrow cable and carefully stepped out. The movement of the cable caused her to feel unsteady for a moment, but Ginger encouraged her. You've got this, Kindness. Just focus on us. Kindness did just that, and with a steady gaze, she made her way across the cable, feeling confident that even though she was moving much slower than usual, she felt steady on her feet. Noggin was annoyed as he watched Kindness move so slowly across the cable. He was anxious to get the job done, and in his opinion, the maimed warrior was holding them back and putting their entire mission at risk. While all other eyes were focused on Kindness, Noggin secretly wound his tail around the end of the cable. Then he let out a loud, pretend cough and simultaneously jerked the cable with his tail, sending a ripple of waves down the line. As the cable buckled, Kindness lost her balance and her back legs slid off clumsily into the air. Falling, she reached out desperately and just barely managed to grab hold of the cable with one hand. Quickly, grabbing with her other hand, she had a difficult time holding onto the line as it continued to bounce up and down. After a few long seconds, the cable became still again. Dangling in midair, she thought about her options. The cable was too wiggly for her to pull herself back up. She looked down and thought it might be best to let go and fall the few feet to the ground. The problem with that idea was there were at least two sets of human feet standing right near the spot where she'd land. Attracting that kind of attention was deadly for her and her fellow troop members, so that was not an option. Then she heard Edzer's encouraging voice. Just hang on, kindness. I'm coming to get you. The cable began to jiggle again with the weight of Edzer crossing back toward her. It was so hard to hang on, but Kindness clenched her fingers around the cable, using all the strength she had. When Edzer reached her, he hung his tail over the edge of the line. Kindness knew just what to do. She grabbed Edzer's tail one hand at a time and climbed onto his back. Then both mice carefully made their way across the cable to where Ginger and Noggin were waiting. Thank you, Edzer said kindness when they were safely across. She felt foolish and ashamed for having come so close to getting her troop caught. With her wonderful old tail, she'd have been able to scurry across that cable in no time. But now, with this terrible tail, she put her whole troop at risk. Noggin was sure to point that out. And thank you for almost getting us killed. If you ask me... A tailless warrior is no warrior at all. We're not asking you, Noggin, said Ginger. Let's just get back to work. And so the mice went about their mission of gathering the discarded fruit from the garbage cans behind the smoothie truck. They met back up with the rest of their troop and reached Mice Meadow just before sunset with a bounty of food that made the villagers whoop with joy. But kindness wasn't joyous at all. 
She went immediately home, threw herself on her bed, and cried. She cried sad and angry tears until her mother came in and sat beside her. I'm quitting the warriors. I'll never be as good as I once was with this terrible, terrible tale. Give yourself time, kindness. You have a new tale now, not a terrible tale. You just have to find new ways to work with it. But always know that no matter where your path leads, you are strong and kind and loved. Kindness did not join her troop the next morning. She watched from her bedroom window as they marched out of the village. They'll be safer without me, she thought miserably. She had made up her mind. There was no way she was going to put their lives at risk ever again. The following day, Kindness's mother asked her to go to Auntie Mabel's house to collect some sage. When she reached the vine-covered burrow, she found the apothecary inside, humming over a pot of steaming liquid. Enveloped in lavender-scented steam, surrounded by jars of colorful flowers and herbs, and shelves of shiny tools, Kindness thought there was something magical about Auntie Mabel. Suddenly, she wondered if maybe she, too, could become an apothecary. Oh, kindness, said Auntie Mabel. What brings you to see me this morning? My mother asked me to stop by to pick up some sage. But I was also wondering if I could talk to you about something else. Of course. I'm just cooking up a cold remedy for Beatrice Mouse, but I can certainly listen and stir at the same time. What's on your mind? Kindness then explained to Auntie Mabel how things had been going since her accident. She told her all about what had happened at the smoothie truck and how she was afraid that if she didn't quit, she'd end up getting her friends hurt or worse. So what I was wondering is, do you think I could learn to be an apothecary like you? I am certain you could learn to be an apothecary, Kindness. But more importantly, why would you want to be an apothecary? It's not as glamorous as being a warrior. Kindness thought for a moment, and then she answered simply, I just want to do what I can to protect our village, and helping mice to heal and be well is protecting them in a way, in a way that doesn't require me to have a perfect tail. Auntie Mabel looked down into her steaming pot of herbs. I will think on it, kindness. Now, take that bit of sage from the counter over there and run along home. That evening, a note arrived for kindness. It was from Auntie Mabel, and it said, Your training will begin tomorrow at sunrise. When kindness arrived at Auntie Mabel's burrow the next morning, there were various types of flowers and herbs laid out across a long table made of bark. Auntie Mabel wasted no time in beginning the lesson. Picking up a stalk of crimson red flowers, she said, This is bee balm. It's good for soothing an upset stomach and calming a pesky cough. Moving quickly, Auntie Mabel picked up another stalk of bright yellow and white flowers. This is chamomile. As a tea, it will calm a restless mind. As a cream, it will heal a skin rash. Then she pointed to a small table and said, Pick up that notebook, kindness. You're going to need to take notes. Auntie Mabel moved through every plant, herb, and flower on the table, outlining the medicinal properties of each. Without realizing it, the entire day had flown by, 
and it was just as the sun was beginning to set that the apothecary said, That's enough for today, kindness. Be here tomorrow, same time, and we will begin learning the recipes. From that day on, kindness arrived every morning at sunrise, ready to learn everything Auntie Mabel had to teach her. She learned recipes for healing scrapes, settling nausea, calming pain, mending a broken heart, ridding the mind of distraction, and on and on for every remedy a mouse could ever need. She also learned how to bandage a wound, set a broken bone, birth a baby mouse, and prepare a spirit-lifting drink for tired parents. She found the work to be fascinating, and though she returned home each night feeling mentally exhausted, she woke up renewed and excited every day. Then, one morning when kindness arrived at the burrow, Auntie Mabel announced, You are ready to begin treating patients, kindness. We'll be heading to the home of Barney Mouse. He's in bed with the flu and needs a remedy to bring down his fever. Kindness got to work right away. She knew exactly what herbs to collect and how to make the tea that Barney Mouse would need. When she was finished with the preparation, she said with confidence, I'm ready. Barney Mouse lived on the opposite side of the village where Mice Meadow was bordered by a large pond. As the two apothecaries made their way across the center of the village, they noticed the other mice were behaving strangely. Mothers called in their children and quickly shut their burrow doors. The merchant mice turned their signs to closed and promptly locked their storefronts. Many other mice were running around in a panic and being ushered into nearby homes. What's going on? Something bad, I think. Kindness, we better hurry. When they reached Barney Mouse's home, his wife Georgia opened the door and said, Oh my, come in quickly, quickly. Once Kindness and Auntie Mabel were inside, she slammed the door and locked it. Help me move the sofa over to the door, said Georgia. The two mice did as they were told. Georgia, tell us what's wrong, said Auntie Mabel. Cats, two cats have the warriors trapped in a tree near the pond. They must have followed them from the carnival. Just before they reached the village, the warriors realized they were being followed and rerouted the cats away from the village over to the pond. We saw the whole thing out our window. I have to go, said Kindness. She handed the tea to Auntie Mabel and said, Do not leave the burrow and keep all of the windows and doors shut and locked. Kindness made her way out the back door of the burrow and snuck quietly through the tall grass until she spotted two calico cats making circles at the base of a large oak tree. The warriors had inched themselves out onto the edge of a thin branch that hung out over the pond. The cats were unsure about how to get out onto the feeble branch without getting wet. Their low, guttural growls indicated they were becoming agitated. Kindness had to do something and fast. She knew it was only a matter of time before the cats would take the risk of climbing the tree and crawling out onto the branch. Just then, as if hearing her thoughts, one of the cats lurched up the trunk of the tree, digging his claws into the bark. He started to make his way up the trunk but soon lost his grip and fell back onto the ground. He was not deterred, however. Crouching down very low, he readied himself to take another jump. Hey! Over here! 
kindness yelled from her hiding place in the grass. The cats whipped around at the squeak of her voice and scanned the tall grass. The warriors heard her too. It's kindness, whispered Edzer. She's hiding in the grass. Come and get me, she taunted, remaining low so the cats couldn't see her. One of the cats took a few steps toward her hiding place, but then stopped and turned back toward the mice in the tree. It seemed he'd decided that the mice he could see was a better option than going after something he couldn't see. Kindness knew she had to try something else. Just as the larger of the calico cats got into position to spring up into the tree, Kindness jumped up above the grass, waving her arms in the air and yelled, Hey, you big dummies, I'm over here! Both cats were instantly distracted by the jumping mouse. Realizing this prey was on a much more solid turf, they immediately lunged toward her. Kindness took off running through the grass, heading away from Mice Meadow, out into the open fields, back toward the carnival. She ran as fast as she could, the calico cats in hot pursuit. Kindness knew exactly where she was headed. These were the fields where she used to practice her warrior skills, and she knew them like the back of her hand. She knew there was only one place she stood a chance of escaping the hungry cats. She sped through the tall grass until she heard the music of the carousel. When she came to a large mound of daffodils growing just on the outskirts of the carnival, she dodged sharply to the left. Kindness could hear the cats panting behind her. Just beyond the daffodils, hidden between two rocks, was the gopher hole Kindness had snuck into so many times in her training days. Getting inside was her only chance to escape. As she neared the entrance, the cat behind her must have seen the open hole, so he took his opportunity to try and pounce on the fleeing mouse. He leapt through the air with his claws outstretched at the same moment Kindness jumped into the hole. She felt a whisk of air as the cat's claws swiped through the space where her tail used to be, just narrowly missing her as she dove into the gopher's hole. Quickly, she squeezed herself in, but immediately she realized her plan of escaping out the other side of the underground gopher tunnel was doomed. Unfortunately, the resident gopher was inside, fast asleep, and obliviously blocking the way through the hole. While Kindness huddled up close to the sleeping gopher trying to think of another plan, the two cats took turns trying to claw her out of the hole. She could hear their paws scraping through the dirt in the space behind her. For the first time, Kindness was thankful for her shortened tail. For if her tail had been any longer, the cats would certainly have been able to grab it and pull her out of the hole. She hunkered down and hoped the cats would just soon tire of her and go away. Then suddenly, she heard a thud. The cats backed out of the hole, and then she heard another thud. This one was quickly followed by the pained meow of one of the cats. Soon came the sounds of many thuds and meows, and it was clear to Kindness that something was going on outside the hole. As she began to creep back toward the opening, she heard the voice of Ginger. Kindness, are you in there? Immediately, Kindness scrambled out and saw Ginger and the rest of the warriors waiting. She had never felt more relieved, but there was no time for celebration. Let's go, instructed Edzer. It won't be long before those cats come back for a second try. Did you see how my rock got that cat right in the eye? 
No one took the time to answer Noggin because they were too focused on getting back to the safety of their village. When they were back in Mice Meadow, all of the mice came out of their homes to thank them for steering the cats away from the village. Thank kindness, said Ginger. She saved us all. I hope this means you'll be returning to your post on the warrior troop, said Edzer. Somewhat begrudgingly, Noggin said, Yeah, kindness. I guess you are a warrior at heart, tail or no tail. Kindness was happy that everyone was safe, but all she could think about at that moment was Barney Mouse. I have to go, she said. When she arrived at Barney and George's house, Auntie Mabel was there tending to Barney with small sips of tea. How's he doing? asked Kindness. His fever is coming down. He'll be fine in no time. Oh, good. She smiled at Barney Mouse, feeling so happy that he was on the mend. At that moment, Kindness knew she would not return to the warrior troop. She realized her new tale had led her to the path of being a healer. And that wasn't terrible at all. It was absolutely, positively terrific. And that concludes our story, Kindness Mouse and the Terrible Tale. I'm wondering what you think about the characters you met in this story. Do you think Kindness made the right decision by choosing not to return to her troop? Can you think of a time you had an obstacle to overcome? How did you do it? I want to know. Please visit dreamtimestoryclub.com and join in our club activities where you can share your thoughts, your artwork, and your original stories with me and our other club members. If you're not already a member, just click Join the Club and complete the membership form. It's easy, it's free, but you must have your parent or teacher's permission. Thank you so much for listening today. You can hear more fairy tales, fables, and short stories on our website or anywhere podcasts are streamed. Until we meet again, I hope you too will take some time to create and dream. Remember, it's you who brings the magic to the Dreamtime Story Club.